Welcome to the Courtside Culture Podcast, where we talk about using communication and the power of positive psychology to build a great team culture. Hello and welcome to the Courtside Culture Podcast. I'm Dave Grinzinski and today we're talking to Dr. Gary Epler. Dr. Epler is a former team doctor for the Boston Celtics, an internationally known Harvard Medical School professor and thought leader on nutrition, peak performance, and executive health. He travels the world speaking to audiences about fitness, happiness, and productivity at the workplace. He also hosts the Good Thoughts Podcast. He's here today because he's discovered a way to make better decisions and improve your quality of life by knowing who you are moment by moment. Dr. Epler, thank you so much for joining us on the Courtside Culture Podcast. Hey, Dave, fantastic. Love that intro, Dave. Very good. Well, I'm, I'm just glad I was able to, to track you down and get you for enough time with all the things that you're doing. And, and one of the things you've done is you've discovered what you call the Eplerian philosophy model for managing stress. And I think a lot of coaches, I think players, and even parents can benefit from this. I call it the PPC, Dr. Epler, parents, players, and coaches. Some people, if you're a fan of The Office, you call that the party planning committee. But for the purposes of this show, it's parents, players, and coaches, the PPC. And what you talk about is it has a lot to do with the heart-brain connection. So, Dr. Epler, can you first explain the foundation of the Eplerian philosophy? Absolutely. Love to. Uh, Parents, players, and coaches, PPC. That's fantastic. I love it. Well, it, it, it turns out that I, I developed a new way of life, a new way of life philosophy. It's seven words that will change the world. And Dave just said them. Know who you are moment by moment. Be your true self. And what does that mean? It, it, it turns out that uh, for 4,000 years, people have not been able to know who you are. Uh, how do you do this? And, 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 I, and I discovered a way that is fantastic. It is so simple. All it means is know where you're thinking from. And that's who you are, moment by moment. And there are four locations you can think from. The head, anger center, and the head, stress center. You, you don't want to think from there. The other places are great. Think from the heart with kindness and giving. The gut for risk management. And my favorite is the mind with creativity and innovation. And it turns out you can only think from one location at a time. And this is where stress comes in. If you're thinking from the stress center, that's up there in the head, it's called the cingulate, then you can't think from the heart with kindness and giving. And you're coaching a game, you're playing that game, you can't think from the mind, you can't think about creativity, about solving solutions and problems. And that's what it's all about. You're thinking from that stress center, you can't think from anywhere else. And when do you think from the stress center? It turns out any time you're thinking about yourself, thinking about your problems, being angry at yourself and upset at yourself because you messed up a play, feeling sorry for yourself. 
Comparing yourself to others, always trying to be someone else. These are all thoughts about yourself, and all these thoughts cause stress, and big-time stress. Thinking about someone blames you, criticizes you, complains about you, you think about that, that causes stress. Feeling guilty, even jealous, and maybe you're a little resentful for somebody else, that's stress. And finally, thinking about what other people think of you. That's all stress, any time you think about yourself. And that's what the philosophy is about. It's a new way of life. Don't think about yourself. Think from your heart with kindness and giving, and think from your mind with creativity. Well, ironically, Dr. Epler, one of the things that, that I tell my son, so I have, I have one who's a cross-country runner, another one, he doesn't run anymore. He's in college. He's, he does theater. He's a, he's a, he wants to be, you know, he's, he's a performer, but my other son, basketball, baseball kid. And, and, and I've coached and I know you've coached. And that's why I think this is, this is, you are perfect for this because I want to, to fig, I want you to explain to us like, you know, how this all applies to, to coaching and playing. You've just touched on it a little bit, but also like, like when did you see the connection? But one of the things that I've always, I've told my players and with, this is, this is long before, you know, I, I ever came across you and, and your philosophy is I would tell them, don't think, just do. <laughs> and go. and That's and it. and it sounds to me like 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 these are this is very similar uh in nature and so when did did you see the connection or did you did you make the connection to sports and coaching and playing when when you were developing your philosophy well it, it, i i coached i coached everything I, I i coached the little league i coached soccer i started coaching soccer when there were three i have two sons and uh, soccer, even even uh, hockey, is phenomenal. I just loved every bit of this. And and, and and when I met the group, like like the soccer group, the first thing I'd say to them, five, six, ten years old, whatever they were, I'd say three things we're going to do. Number one, we're going to enjoy this. Number two, is that you're going to learn some new skills. And number three, you're going to make some friends. And that's it. I never, I never said anything about winning games or any of that. I may have often said, "Hey, and we get to win games," and, and but, but those were the first three things, and, and, and that's what that's what sports were were about. Enjoy them, uh, learn new skills, learn some team skills. That's that's a phenomenal thing to do, and then of course, uh, make lifelong friends, and, and and that's that's really what I enjoyed about coaching. And as far as this philosophy goes, uh, I, I really didn't develop this. I've been working on this for many, many, many years. Uh, but I really didn't find the answer. I didn't find the answer until uh, December of 2019. So that's a couple of years ago. Uh, and the fa- answer was some research. And, and, and here's the research. They took 100 people, put them in an fMRI. Now, fMRI means F is functional. And you can tell where somebody's thinking from. If they're thinking good thoughts, they're thinking from this part of the head. If they're thinking bad thoughts from this part of the head and so forth. And they had a simple instruction. They said, don't think about yourself. It's all you have to do. If you do, the red light will go on. And they'd go in there and they'd start beating themselves up. They screwed up or something, made a mistake. And the red light would go off. And they had to learn to get that red light off. And then uh, they, 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 they'd do something else, thinking about their problems and so forth. All those things I'd mentioned. And the, and the red light would go off and they'd learn. It took them 
a couple, three weeks it took them to keep that red light off the whole time. And one of what happened three months, six months later, they were better health, they were healthier, they were more productive, they were more innovative, they were three times more creative. They enjoyed life more and they were better friends and better citizens. All from just not thinking about themselves. That was huge breakthrough for me. I, I couldn't believe that it's that simple uh, no pills, no psychiatrists, nothing. Just don't think about yourself. And, and, and that's what happens. So when, when you talk about, you know, not thinking about yourself, I'm, I'm thinking as you're talking, I'm thinking about, um, let's start with coaches. And so obviously, one, I mean, they look at themselves as being measured by wins and losses, right? So they, they're constantly stressing over wins and losses. Oh. So, so in, in this instance, and, and honestly, Dr. Epler, I've heard this from other experts on this podcast who talk about you have, to, you have to take the wins and losses away. You can't focus on that because you're never going to be able to develop a, a, a good team culture and a winning culture if you just focus on the wins and losses. Is this an example of what you're talking about when you're saying stop thinking about yourself? Essentially, you know, you think about yourself and everybody's going to judge how many games I've won. That's causing me stress. Now I'm freaking out. I've got to figure out how to, you know, how to beat the, the next opponent. Is that what you're talking about? Is this one thing building on it? On, you know, when you start thinking about yourself, everything builds on itself? Dave, you're a genius. That's exactly, exactly what I'm talking about. When you're thinking about winning, losing, about your opponent, about the other players, about all of this, you can't think. You can't think anywhere else. That's all stress. That's thinking from what I, I call this the stress center. It's, it's the singular brain center. That's where you're thinking from. And if you're thinking from there, you can't be creative. You can't think about how I'm going to do this next player or what, I, what I'm going to do here. And, 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 and the other day, uh, Tom Brady came to town <laughs> and, and played the Patriots. And uh, I love watching the Patriots. I mean, just what can I say? I love watching Tom Brady. And, and I, I, I told my wife, uh, Joan, I said, he's going to win. He's going to win that game. It may not be pretty. It may not be really the greatest thing to watch, but he is going to win. And he always won. He won the very first Super Bowl he ever played in. He won. And, and I said, what is the difference? Why? We, there are other quarterbacks more skilled, maybe, uh, faster, uh, way more, whatever. And they win lots of games, but they don't win the big ones. And if what is the difference? What what is that? And and here's what it is. It's just what we're talking about. Tom Brady doesn't really care who the team is, doesn't really care who those players are, their names, their reputations, their their stats. He doesn't care what stadium he's in. He definitely doesn't care the last play he doesn't think about the last play he made he doesn't think about the next play all he thinks about all he focuses on is getting that ball and doing the play and that's all he cares about 
and that's focus. That that that's that's not thinking about yourself. That's that's not thinking from this singulate area, and 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 furthermore, furthermore, we have a thing up there called the the amygdala, which is the, in in the brain uh, up there, and and it's the anger center. And that cingulate I've already mentioned, that's the stress center. Well, the, the function of these, it's not for anger and it's not for stress. The function is to save your life in a life-threatening situation. It's instinctive. It's the crocodile brains, I call that. And, and it's instinctive. And, and Tom Brady's up there. He's only thinking about that, getting that ball and doing that play. Now, as things unfold... The instinctive brain will take over that cingulate and that and that, that amygdala will take over and, and, and adjust and, and throw at the right person and, and get out of the way of the of the tackler coming toward him. That instinct that he's learned uh, will take over. He doesn't have to think, and that's what you said. You, you that's exactly what you said. Don't think, just act. So, what advice would you? Let's start with coaches. When, when they do start stressing over these things. And I even think about the week leading up to it, the practices and, and going through, you know, whether it's drills and, and, or putting in a new play, you know, all of the things that lead up to it. How, how if you're a coach, how can you get to this point where, you know, because there's someone's going to, you know, I mean, a coach might say, well, of course, I got to think about what we're going to do, right? I got to come up with a game plan. I have to think. I, I can't just not think. What what would you say to that coach? He says, well, Dr. Hepler, I have to think. What do you mean? I have to think that in order to put together a game plan. And think, what would you, what, what advice? How do you get them in the proper headspace? Right. Well, that's exactly it. You do think. Well, you have to think, but you think from the mind. You don't think from the head. You don't think from your uh, self-centered brain region. You think from the mind with creativity. Uh, it's right there. The mind is it's, it's amazing. It's got all the information you'll ever need. And now the trick, the trick with the mind, uh, the, the issue with the mind, it's outside the body. As I told you, there's four places you can think from the head, the heart, the gut, or the mind. And, and the mind is really outside the body. And a little trick here is that you have to be, uh, you slow your brain waves down. Uh, it's like daydreaming or meditation. Uh, and it's like if you're, you're, you're trying to come up uh, brainstorming uh, in the office, you're trying to brainstorm an idea, brainstorm a title or brainstorm something. You're, you're kind of an alpha rhythm when you do that, which means you're a little bit slower brain waves. Our brain waves right now is 14 cycles per second. And this alpha is a little slower. It's a, it's dream actually. It's a dream state. Uh, it's about ten cycles per second. And you can do this wide awake. You can do it instantly and spontaneously. And the, and you do do it. You don't even realize you do it. But that's that's the mind you use. You don't use that self-centered, uh, self-thought uh, mind, you, you, a brain. You use the you use the mind. So when you're in the correct headspace. Now, one of the things that, that you also talk about a lot is the connection between the heart and the brain. And so I don't know if people really realize like, like how connected the heart and the brain are, especially when it comes to you know, blood flow. I mean, that's why we have aneurysms and, and, you know, and there's, there, there are clots in the brain. 
like and and it took me it was when I was working at Cleveland Clinic and I would interview doctors every single day is when I really picked up on this because there was a lot of concussion research going on and you know I was it was nice to be able to you know to, to hear from these experts on on brain injury and, and different things. And that's when I discovered, I mean, I was just, you know, some knucklehead who asked questions. I mean, well, you know, what do I know? You know, but, but the, the, the connection, well, the, you know, I usually refer to myself as a dope. I was just some dope who's in TV. I don't know. You know? But, um, but, but honestly, like, like, you know, the, the connection is, is so strong. Can you talk about that connection between the heart and the brain? Sure, sure. It, 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 again, everything I do, I try to make keep it as simple as possible. And, and this one is real simple, the heart and the brain. It turns out the heart has 40 million neurons, just like the brain. So there, there's a start. So there's a brain down there in the heart. And we've all known it what's, for thousands of years. What's your heart telling you? Well, the function of the brain is really carry out, is to carry out the functions of the heart. And the function of the heart is to do anything it can to keep itself healthy. That's its whole function. That's its whole purpose in life is to keep itself healthy. Anything it can do to keep itself healthy. And here's how it does it. It makes decisions for you. Ask. If you have an important life decision, a new job, a new relationship, a new position or something, Ask the heart. It will give you an answer. It will give you an answer instantly, and it's unilateral answer. It will only say one-sided because it will give you the answer that is best for your health. The head brain, I a big argument all night long. is oh, these are the pros and these are the cons and these are the advantages. And oh, you go, you drive yourself nuts if you're thinking from your head. Just listen to your heart. Ask your heart. So that's, that's the heart-brain connection right there, is that uh, the heart, is, is the function is to keep itself healthy. And the feelings, the feelings from the heart, they're not anger and stress. The feelings are two. The feelings are kindness. And the feelings are giving. And, and because the head, is, the, 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 when you're thinking about yourself, uh, it, it, it's usually taking behavior. You're usually taking something from somebody, uh, either their their money or or you're taking their uh, time, their energy, their enjoyment. Uh, it's taking behavior when you think from the head, and you have to do the opposite to get out of there. And the opposite is to give, give your time, give your energy, uh, give your opinions, just just give. Uh, and, 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 and it feels great. It really feels good. You're thinking about yourself. It feels terrible. It really does. You just, ugh, I don't feel good. You know, you're thinking about your problems, and you, that, that doesn't feel good. But give. Think from the heart with kindness. And, and, and that's, that, that's that head-brain connection. For example, you say to yourself, I'm going to be nice to somebody today. Well, you say, I'm going to be nice to somebody today. And, and it says, well, yeah, that's okay. I'll do that. But say, I'm going to be kind to someone today. I'm going to be kind to someone. The, the second you say that word kind, it, feel, it, it feels like it comes from the heart. 
It, it does. And not only that, it's actually extended out to other people. I'm going to be kind to someone. And when you say, I'm going to be nice to somebody, well, that's, that's uh, something your mother and your, your father told you about. You know, you've been taught, no, to be nice to somebody. And, and that's from the head. You can feel it from the head. And, and, and you're kind of thinking, I'll be nice to somebody because you might get something back. If you think from the heart, from kindness, you don't want anything back from that. You don't expect any. You're just being kind. And that's the head-heart connection. Well, and the reason I, I bring this up while we're we're talking about coaching is because I, I want you and in in my mind I'm I'm kind of making the connection between when when a coach would make a decision from the heart, and one of the things that I hear consistently from from coaches who. Uh, have been on the podcast and actually, you know, they, they've built a winning program. They've built a winning culture. A lot, like the one consistent message is it's really about the things we do off the court that helps to build that culture. And so, so I'm thinking that, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to think. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But, 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 you know, my thought is like the decisions from the heart would probably be those things that you're doing off the court to build that camaraderie is that is that a correct way to, to to try and make that connection when you're when you're trying to get your players together you're maybe put together that that dinner at some at maybe at your own home if you're the coach or or you know you you do that special retreat you know off you know you get away from basketball and you and you do those you know those bonding type things is though are those the kind of decisions a coach makes from the heart Oh, absolutely. That's where it, that's where it's all about. That's where you build that team. Uh, and you're thinking from the heart. You're thinking about kindness. And, and that, that build relationships. And, and relationships, uh, we, we take all the hundreds and thousands of things we do to, to, to uh, increase our life. And it turns out the number one on the list is close relationships. And, of course, nutrition, exercise, and all those are right there, too. But, but number one, relationship. You need three to five close relationships in your life. And that's what, what, what brings health. And that's what this is about. It's about the heart. You have a dinner with your team, and you have them over to your house or have them somewhere, uh, a pizza and have a pizza. And, and, and the whole idea is, is to be kind, is to be kind and in and, and, and a close relation and, and a relationship is, is about trust and, and in order to have that trust and, and is you have to be your true self you have to know where you're thinking from and if you're thinking from your head if you're thinking about yourself you, you, you're trying to be somebody else or you're doing this well, how can anybody trust you? How can anybody, because you don't know who you are. Are you the person you're trying to be? Or are you, you really your true self? And being your true self, it, it, it takes courage. <laughs> but if you are, there's lots of trust. And, and, and if you have players there that, that are they're really true selves, they're thinking from their heart and, and, and not from this self-centered section, they, they, they're, they're going to be able to trust each other. They're going to be able to have each other's back. They won't judge him, the other person. They won't complain. They won't criticize. They won't uh, do any of these things. I mean, that's a phenomenal team. You imagine? So, yeah, no, I I, I 100% agree, you know, and and I'm thinking about the players now. So when, 
we want to get the players to this level. And we're talking here, you know, generally high school, you know, for, for the yeah, purpose sure. of this podcast, you know, sure. high school and then, sure. you know, into college. But, sure. but so it, it, would it be up to the coach? So the coach has to get himself right to this well, level of thinking. But then sure. he would have to, to pass it on to his players, correct? Well, that, that will happen. That will happen. You do, as they say, kindness, from the feelings from the heart are really projected outside the body. They really are. Not from the head. Not from the head. You, 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 nothing is projected except, except uh, maybe uh, anger or stress or something like that. That's all that's projected if, you, if you're stressed out thinking about yourself. And, and at that, uh, having being the coach and having the kids over and, and you're sitting there oh, i got to figure out how to win. Oh, we got to beat that other you know they're thinking another person or something now what is that that's thinking about yourself and and, and that that's tra- that's translated to those kids they can see that a mile away and but if you're thinking about your heart about the team about about uh, the players and 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 how they they work with with each other and trust and and, and all of that the, the the kids will know that they'll feel it and it'll happen well, no, and you're you're exactly right, and you see it. You know, like you talk about Tom Brady, but I also think about Aaron Rodgers because no matter what the situation, is, I mean, you could give him thirty seconds at the end of a game. I guarantee you, everybody on their team, they're they're sitting there thinking, "Well, they gave us too much time because we have Aaron Rodgers." You know, and in in two plays, there they are down the field. They kick a field goal. They win the game or tie the game, whatever it is. You know. It is so infectious when your leader is in the right headspace and, like you said, creates that trust. It is so infectious. Have you seen that in the in the research too? Well, it is. It's just what I said. Yeah, it's infectious because it's actually projected. Kindness, think, feeling from the heart, giving. the coach, I mean, the coach is given the time, given the energy, giving their uh, everything. I mean, they're they're giving everything they can give, and if, if that's that comes across, that's actually felt outside the body, and and you don't even have to say the words. And kindness is really a perfect example. You don't have to even say that word; it is felt outside. People feel that. So, do you think this is something we could get? you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 year old kids, you know, and then, you know, even in, in the college, you know, 19, 20, you know, the, the, to understand, to try to, to let go. It's almost like telling them, I mean, I, for lack of a better term, I'm, well, it's, it's almost like telling them don't care so much. Right. You it know, be, and, it and, and it's like, how do you get the players then to understand, yeah, like, you're going to be way better off if you can get to this level of yeah. thinking. That's a, that's a great, great question. It, it reminds me of, of, of our pitchers. Well, I'm in Boston, so we got all these teams. I just love these teams here. The Red Sox. We got a guy that uh, gets up there and pitches, and he never calls off the uh, the catcher. You know the the call. You know the catcher. The, the catcher is actually in charge of the team. It's like the quarterback. And he never, never calls off those, uh, you know, never shakes off those calls if it's a curve or whatever. The, the catcher puts those fingers down. Never. And 
And every other pitcher does. Not only every other pitcher does. Little league, you, you know, you get into the where you start throwing curves in, in, in middle school and so forth. And yeah, it's a big thing about you know making a putting a sign out there and having that pitcher shake it off and all that. It's almost kind of a ritual. But this pitcher never does. Never does because that's not his job. It's sort of like yeah, stay in your lane kind of thing. A pitcher's job is not to determine whether it's a curve or whether it's a fastball. That's the catcher's job. All he needs to do is pitch the ball. And this pitcher, that's all he cares about. That's all he thinks about. He doesn't think about, number one, whether I have to throw any one of these. That's, that's his job. He doesn't think about the team. Doesn't even know the team, who, who they're playing. He certainly doesn't know the stats of that Pitch that 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 the, the, the batter. I mean, in the movies, you know, you see these guys, and they're, they're oh, and this is the toughest batter in the whole league, and he does this, and he's mean, and he. I mean, you see these things in the in, in movies. No, he doesn't know any of that. He doesn't think any of that. All he thinks about is pitching, is throwing that pitch that the catcher said, and. And against, like Tom Brady, if he has to do something else, like the ball comes to him or he has to throw to first base or something like that, instinct takes over. Doesn't have to think, right? So, so again, that, that, that's an example of, of, of players in high school and in, 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 in college of, of, of players, whether football players or soccer, this concept of, do your job, whatever that job. Just think about that job. Don't think about the other players. Don't think about uh, the, uh, the the stadium or the people or the, uh, where you are. Just think about the job, whatever that job is that you have. If you're a tackle and you're supposed to go to the left and you're supposed to do this, do that. Don't think about anything else. Don't think about, oh, well, that guy over there, my, my teammate messed up, or my teammate was supposed to do that. Or there's, Don't think of any of those. Just think of the job. It, and that goes back to what you talked about with Tom Brady. It's the focus, right? You're, you focus, fo focus on what on it is job. you... On the job, what you do, yeah. Yeah, and it's again, and it, it's not thinking. You know, no, no it's, thinking. It's, it's focus. You said, you said we started this whole thing. Don't think, just act. Yeah, and, and simply uh, uh, that's it. That's the answer there. Just do your job. Focus on that. Don't think about, don't think about all the players, and don't think about the last play. Oh, you know whether you struck out or whether you whatever. Don't think about that. Maybe you fumbled in the other team. Maybe you maybe you even made a touchdown for the other team. You got to shake that off instantly. You can't even think about that. Yeah, you know, on pitching, really, to me, it comes down to you trust your stuff and hit your spots. Yeah. And it. Trust it and hit the spot. Yeah, That's I mean, and, and and there's really don't no think. thinking involved in that. Don't think. Oh, God, don't think. And don't so, think. so when when you, you know, does we talk a lot about communication on this podcast as well. So is, is it then on the coach to, to maybe communicate that to each of his players and talk to them? And, and, and I also talk about like, you know, developing those roles for your players. Right. And so to make sure that the expectations are clear to clarify, to say, look, you know, you're, you're our three point shooter. Look, 
You're our ball handler. Look, you're our distributor. You know, and then to just keep building on that every day so they can focus on their... Absolutely, that's the way they do it. Yeah, that's what Belichick, Belichick's been doing that. That's the simple rule. He says, just do your job. And he's been doing that for 20 years. And, and that and that's uh, that that that's the key right there, is as a coach, you know this is this is what your job. This is what I would like to have you do, and and, and explain what what the what the role is, what the job is, and <laughs> what the moves are, and then you just gently reinforce that each time you say hello or move when you meet with the team. Just just reinforce that each time. You don't have to say any of the negative. Just to say the positive things about what they what their role is. Yeah, you basically you're steering the focus of that player. Yes, absolutely. And so now we pick on everybody on this podcast, Doctor Epler. We've talked about the coaches, we talked about the play, the players, you know, and and the third part of the PPC, you know, are the parents. Oh, and and yes. so so yes. how many? I don't, you know, there there are so many times because it's like. It, I think the stress from the parents because it comes a lot of a lot of it comes from the fact that a lot of the things that happen are out of your control. I mean, you're not in control, especially if you coached when they were, you know, when they're little, right? You know, and you had that control. Now it's out of your control. Talk to the parents out there, and 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 how do they? maintain the proper headspace or do you want them thinking more from the heart do you want them thinking you know using their mind more where is their good headspace yeah yeah this is this is a good one because we obviously know about problems and issues with parents i mean it just it can it can even get life-threatening i mean it just gets parents can go nuts and we've all we've all been there and and I, I think the, the, the main thing there is uh, why, do parents, why do parents get stressed? And, and the main thing is that the, the, their son, their daughter doesn't get to play. That's, that's really the main, the main issue, certainly early on in grade school and, and, uh, and even in high school. You want your son or daughter to play, and, and, and that's stressful. Uh, and, and then the other one um, is uh, if they do play and they make a mistake, uh, that that stresses out parents. Uh, and so those are those are two situations that, that parents get stressed out. And the third one I'm sure is is related to uh, the coach. Uh, the coach did something. So those are three things that cause the, the stress in parents. And the question in what 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 do you do as a parent? Uh, the main thing as a parent is is put your empathy. I guess would be the best. Empathy comes from the heart. Empathy is a feeling uh, uh, that does come from the heart. It doesn't come from the head, and it comes from the heart. It, 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 you, you put yourself in the other person's situation. Uh, and and that's that's all it all it means. And so, think about your son or your daughter out there. Put yourself in that in that in that frame of mind. Uh, for example, uh, my son, well, they, when they were little league, uh, one son played a lot, and the other son may have been sitting on the bench. And and and, and you could say, well, gee, why doesn't he play? Why doesn't he play? Well, talk to him. Find out, oh, he he's having a great time on the bench. He he called himself a bench, whatever the word, word term was, and he 
He had a great time. He was cheering the team on. He loved it. He loved it. And no reason to be, so there's no reason for a parent to be stressed about that. So that, that's one thing about distress. Uh, and then as far as it, is your son or daughter messing up on the play, which they will do. I mean, my goodness, that's just the way it is. Uh, they can really mess up. Uh, and, and, and people are embarrassed. Well, if you're embarrassed, that means you're thinking from your, about yourself, right? If you're embarrassed about your son or your daughter, that, that you're thinking about yourself. That that's head thinking. That's thinking. That thinking. You know. You, you know, again, just think from the heart uh, with 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 kindness to your son. I mean, and and, and your daughter. And they, they need to, to be kind to themselves. <laughs> Self compassion. That's the time not to beat yourself up. Maybe you really, you really made a big mistake. You you literally kicked the soccer ball in the wrong goal, and. I mean, you could just destroy yourself for doing that, but no, no, that's a time to have what's called self-compassion. Compassion never lets you down. Uh, self-esteem is useless. When things go bad, that goes out the door, but not self-compassion. Be kind to yourself. Think from the heart. So that's the student, and, and, and the parents should feel the same way. That's a time to be kind to your uh, daughter and, and, and to your son. And, and, and so that's that second thing. Now, as far as the coach screwing up or making a mistake, well, uh, that is the same. It's simply the same. <laughs> Compassion. Uh, put yourself in the coach's standpoint. They're trying in their own whatever they do, their style. They're, they're trying as hard as they can. And, and, and put yourself in that situation. Be kind. And so that, that, that's my three responses to those three uh, causes of stress in parents. Do, is there ever a, a point where you would recommend a parent talks to a coach? Because especially in high school, like we, you know, the, the kids should be dealing with the coach firsthand. They should be talking to the coach. But is there, in, in your mind and in your experience, do you feel like is there a situation where a parent should go and talk directly to the coach? Oh, boy, that's mixed. Mixed. Uh, obviously, had parents uh, that have, it's been really, really bad experiences uh, because they're mad, and and the only the, the, and if if they're angry because their kid didn't get to play enough is usually the problem. But but they're angry, and and that doesn't usually do any good. <laughs> but. Um, on the other hand, uh, I, I don't think, I, I mean, I, it was fine. I mean, they, they, every single parent could talk to me. I, I, I mean, most of them were, were great, but, you know, the 5 or 10% were angry, but you just deal with it. I, I, I think it's more positive than, than negative, and personally, I, I don't mind it at all, but I could see uh, uh, certain coaches would not, would not do that. Yeah, and you know, and again, it just—it's it, that communication, right? As long as those lines of communication are there, and I think there are there are times too where you can get out in front of certain things, or you know, or sure. whatever, you know. Sure. And so, sure. so like I'm, it's—it's it's refreshing to hear hear you say that, and you know, because yeah. I don't, you know, I don't want parents to think that you know, oh, so I can't go, you know, I can't talk to the coach. I have to sit here and try to think from my oh, heart no, or whatever. No, you know, I mean, no, no. I mean, there are situations. No, yes, no. you know, yes, no, that no, that line I, of communication no. needs to be there. Oh, absolutely. Oh no, talk to. Coach, I mean, I, it's fine. 
So I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious, Dr. Epler, your days with the Boston Celtics. Did, did you see, or I mean, and if there's anything you can't talk about, that's fine. I, I mean, I, I totally respect that, but I'm just curious. Were there any players when, when you were working with the Celtics that, that you look back on and think they were practicing all of the things that I'm talking about today? Well, of course, Larry Bird. <laughs> Larry Bird, uh, back, that's, that's going way back. Most people probably don't even know who he is. But uh, he's an Indiana guy. The hick from French Lick. Everybody literally, knows Larry Bird. All right, there you go. Uh, literally a farmer. Uh, and, and that's all he did. He didn't think about anything about that shot. Absolutely guaranteed. He thought about nothing. <laughs> except that shot focus and yeah yeah there, there definitely was him and and, what, and before and, hey, before we move on though but think again like like think about Larry Bird you know and and like look what you talked about with Brady this isn't the fastest guy on the floor this guy isn't ripped ripped this guy isn't you know what I mean he can't he's not that he can't jump the highest but he was the best he was the best yeah. that ever was not only that but he was the guy that wins the important games. Those playoff games, seven games, Philadelphia against Philadelphia, one second left, and it was three to three games. I mean, one second left, and it was a tie. You put him in there, he makes a shot. I mean, and because all he thinks about is the shot. He's not thinking about, uh, oh, this is... This is the seventh game. He's not thinking about, oh, well, this is Philadelphia. They're the most brutal team there is. He's not thinking of Doc out there. He's just thinking about that play. And that's it, focus, yeah. And, and not, not thinking about himself, not thinking of from that sink of that region. He just, boom. Well, and you know, and the thing is, and I want to, I want to hear more about the Celtics, but it gets me thinking about some of the other things we, we talk about in this podcast. And it's like, you don't necessarily, you don't need the greatest athletes in the world to put together a good winning team, right? If you get everybody to, to, to focus on what it is they have to do and you have all of these other things that have nothing to do with, you know, the physical specimen of the athletes themselves, you know. All of this stuff comes together. I mean, like you know, it's like it goes back to what Yogi Berra said, right? He said ninety percent mental, right? I mean, right. I and I always say it's I to me it's ninety nine and a half percent mental. Right. It really is. It but, is ninety nine and a half, right? But but it, you know, am I right in thinking that? I mean, you know, yeah, we're talking exactly. about the great, you know, just what we said. I mean, don't think, <laughs> don't think. So so who Just else do. who else you know in your you know in your time with the Celtics do you think stood out Bird is a great example is there anybody else Well yeah I mean he's just such a good example uh the other the other thing about the Celtics uh is as a team and they had this whole this whole concept uh of of doing their their job and 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 they they trusted each other and they 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 as I told you, it's like that dinner that you have for your little league team. Uh, they 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 all just thought from the heart. They they didn't criticize. They didn't judge. Uh, they they just did their job, and and they they didn't stab each other in the back. And and it, it it's like uh, they were they were leaders uh, each each individual it's called individual leadership i call it and and responsibility 
and in a, in a team, uh, you take responsibility for your own actions, but you also take responsibility for others above the line or below the line, wherever you are. If, if they screw up, it's not their fault that they screwed up. It's your fault because you didn't give them instructions enough. You didn't give them, they didn't learn enough from you. You didn't do something. And you need to take full responsibility up and down the line. And, and it's, like, it's like SEAL training there, this guy Jocko Wilnick. He, he's a, he's a phenomenal guy. He he was a, uh, in the marine the, uh, the seals, and and during training they had a boat training where they take six seven boats out and they had to go through various drills and then they'd win, and boat boats boat six always won every single one and boat two was always last and they could hear that boat two coming in. The guy in charge, the leader, was screaming. The, the teammates were screaming at each other, were blaming each other. And, and, and Jocko said, let's switch leaders and see what happens. And sure enough, boat two came in first. And boat six, they could hear him. The guy was screaming and yelling at each other, and the teammates were yelling and rowing and all that. And, and, and the idea is they're... No bad teams, only bad leaders. And, and, and that's, that's that whole thing about the Celtics. They had this, the team. The team was phenomenal. That is an awesome story. And really, it goes, it goes to show you, you know, and again, and those are like those Celtics team, even, you know, we said Bird's not the greatest athlete in the world, but McHale, and I don't think the I don't think the chief was out running marathons between games, you know. You know, and you know, and 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 all of those guys. I mean, th- those weren't the greatest. You know, those those weren't. You know, those guys aren't built like uh, the Greek no. freak, or you know, no. or you know, some of the guys, LeBron. You know, the guys you see today, but they won. And you can't put a price like you mentioned it. You cannot put a price on that. You know, that brotherhood or that sisterhood. You know, that can form with a team. Absolutely, that's it. There it is. So before we wrap up here, one of the things I want to make sure you, if people want to get in contact with you, you know, in order to, to take advantage of, of the things you talk about and the things you can teach, how do they get a hold of you? Oh, it's easy through uh, EpplerHealth.com. Uh, just uh, send me an email. And what about the podcast? Where can they find the podcast? Podcast is a Good Thoughts podcast. Uh, it's on uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, it's on Apple Podcasts. It's on that uh, Spotify. And now uh, you help me uh, put it on uh, YouTube. Well, so there you go. Well, and what I what I love, you know, and like I said, you know, when when I when we we discovered each other, and you know, and I and I listened to your podcast, I was like, man, oh man, this so much applies, you know, to to sports and what we're you know what we're talking about, you know, on on this podcast, and I'm so glad I was able to get you, and and you know, it it does, I mean, it the, the it matches. I, so incredibly well, like what you're teaching and, you know, what I think, like I said, players, parents, and coaches can, can learn and use each and every day. And then I think too, what, what they'll see is they'll start applying it, not just to sports, but to daily life. And you're right. I mean, when you let go and just, you know, and, and just in anything, you know, and whether it's work or, you know, you think about the things that stress you out, 
they stress you out, right? But if you can get away from that, I get mean, gosh, you're just, it's just, Zero. it's just a better way to live. You are so oh, right. Unbelievable. Zero, I call it zero stress level. And that's what I have. I've had zero stress level since uh, December, 2019. It's the best. It's phenomenal. I mean, well, you're a ton of energy, creative, enjoy things. You just, just enjoy the, the day. I mean, it's fantastic. It just zero level stress because you, you, you don't want to think from there. That's not what it's for. Well, life is way too short. And so you know, one of the things that I love to do, and, and I can't wait to hear, you know, to hear your answer. We always do what's the coolest at the, at the, end, of, at the end of the podcast. And so... I want to ask you, Dr. Epler, what's the coolest place you've ever coached, played, or watched a game? Yeah, oh boy. This is so many. I just absolutely loved all that coaching, the hockey and the, and the soccer and the football. Oh, I loved all that. Um, and I guess that one of my favorite uh, things was my son uh, started out in baseball and, and did all those with me. Uh, and he ended up uh, being uh, doing decathlons uh, at uh, Bates College up in up in Maine. It's a NASTAC uh, uh, conference, and and he made it to nationals in Ohio, Division three, and it was just the most exciting thing watching him. Uh, lots of running, you know. Of course, doing the, doing the high jump <laughs> and the pole vault. He's a uh, left-handed so it was sort of a little strange to see him do the pole vault and then and he's six four he's kind of tall and, and to see him do the shot put uh and be competitive uh and and to get to score and and, and to go on and do so well and that's just phenomenal that's awesome and you know and as as he was you know as as your boys were were, were you were coaching and you know as they were getting older and going through were, were you trying to say the messages you're sharing with everybody today were were you sharing these messages with them as as they were getting older the, the you know the, the whole don't think you know just do type messages or was this something that came came about later because oh, no. no 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 this been I've been this way as long as I can remember I just didn't put it in words oh uh, and but look and you de- you developed you know in a sense I mean he you know he developed into a you know a, a oh, national phenomenal. you know a national yeah. phenomenal player I mean yeah, yeah, you know and yeah. so my point in all that is see people this stuff works <laughs> it works oh, I can't believe it you know it really does it works so it just works amazing well, this is this has been so great, Doctor Epler. I can't thank you enough for coming on. Well, geez, this is just fantastic, Dave. I love it. Well, and yeah. you know, yeah, and you know, you're always welcome back if you come up with a new discovery <laughs> or sure. you you have a new theory to share. I'm all for it. Let you know, we'll get you back on. Thank you so much, Doctor Epler, for coming on. Great, if you know a great coach who's doing great things, winning games and building a great team culture at the same time, we want to hear about them. We may even ask them to be a future guest on the podcast, just like we did. Dr. Gary Epler, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Courtside Pod One and on Facebook and Instagram at Courtside Culture Podcast. Remember, folks, build your player strengths, find them all a role and you'll take them from good to great. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Courtside Culture Podcast. And remember, build the good in your players instead of focusing on repairing the bad. Find your players a role, each and every one of them, and take them from good to great. We'll see you next time.